Welcome to the Breathing God podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Rodriguez. I want to spend this episode encouraging your heart and speaking truth into you. You know, we all get distracted sometimes by the circumstances that are literally screaming in our face. That's not God's will for us. It's God's will for us to immediately when the temptation comes to be worried or doubt or fearful that we remember his goodness and we, you know, like David, we encourage ourselves in the Lord. We encourage ourselves in truth. And so the other, the other night I was actually going through a similar situation to where the natural circumstances that I'm believing God for, um, miraculous changes in, were just really, I mean, it was as if they were standing in physical form in front of my face. And, you know, I want to remind you guys, we live, we are spirit beings. And so we deal with spiritual things and we can't always address what we go through just in the natural. There are natural things that we can do, but we need to remember that we, we have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave living inside of us. And what we, who we are, needs to flow into our responses, our reactions, our stances in order to overcome the temptations that are thrown at us. And so, you know, I had these circumstances just screaming in my face and scripture after scripture just kept coming up in my heart. And I would turn my gaze back to the word and I would feel like this little spark of light coming inside of me. And the more, you know, if I leaned into um, the temptation, we'll say to fear, that would grow. And if I leaned into the truth of the word, peace would come. And so I just with all of my heart, all of my attention, all of my intention, all of my focus, I kept turning back to truth. And this is what we have to do. And I was thinking about that this morning. And I thought, I really want to encourage my listeners because I know all of us go through this. And as I was spending time with the Lord that night, um, I had a memory of a vision that he had given me years ago. I talked about it in one of the, my episodes, I think, where Jesus came and he stood in between me and the problem. And when he did, his glory filled, um, it became like a screen, like a, yeah, like a screen in front of me. This, the glory light flooded my vision and became a filter for me to see what was on the other side with the truth of how he sees things with clarity 
with hope, without any fear. I saw it through the eyes of how he sees it. And he just reminded me, and I want to share this with you. So take this for you. His word can become a filter. His word should become the filter for how we see our circumstances. And it makes division between our soul and our spirit. So as we're dealing with these circumstances of life, and we all, I mean, we are alive in this world and we will deal with these things coming at us. So we need to get good at how we respond to the things that come at us. When we focus on the word, when we focus on the promises that he has given us, whether it's the word or whether it's revelation, whether it's a prophetic word, whether it's something that he spoke to your heart with such clarity that you are convinced in the deepest part of your being that you know it was from God, it becomes an anchor for you. It becomes an anchor that holds you tightly to him so that even when the storms come and the winds blow, you're okay. And his word will divide between what is of spirit and what is of your soul. It'll reveal, you know, what inside of you is agreeing with truth and what inside of you is agreeing with fear and doubt and unbelief. So I want to remind you right now, whatever you're facing, put his word in between. Yes, you may have been believing for years and years and years, but I am telling you, we have to remember that God is worthy of our trust. Nothing is impossible with him. He's he's not a man that he should lie. And he wants us to let his glory and his truth to come in between us and our situation and to hold on to faith, to hold on to him. And even when we have no strength, even if it's just a slight turning of our gaze because we literally are crushed to pieces and we don't know how to even hold on, he comes and rushes to our side. And so I want to read to you today just some various scriptures. I want to speak truth into your heart. So as I always say, um, listen with your spirit. You know, you may be distracted as you're listening to this, but if you can pause and take just this next little while to tune into the presence of God with me, this won't be just like a something for you to listen to and with, you know, playing in the background, but that you actually engage your heart. Let this be a moment right now where you can come into the presence of God and refocus. You know, I was also thinking this morning, um, right before I came on to record this, about the living creatures in Revelation. I don't have it with me. I think it's Revelation 4. But these living creatures that are before the throne and continually cry, holy, 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 holy. And I remember years ago that I had a vision of these living creatures, you know, 
the word says that they have eyes in front and behind and all around. And the Lord showed me, you know, it's kind of like us, isn't it? We may not have physical eyes in front or behind or all around, but we have eyes in front and back and all around. Eyes that see what's in front of us, eyes that see behind us into the past, whether it's good memories or bad memories, eyes that see all around us. We see the natural circumstances of life. We see what's happening in our world, what's happening in our families, what's happening, you know, everywhere. And it could cause, and eyes inside, eyes within, that we look so much inside of ourselves that we get distracted by all of these other things, but we forget to focus on the one that is right in front of us. And the living creatures, though they see in all of these different directions, and I can't help but wonder, you know, what do they see? I know that they're in heaven. So obviously they're seeing a lot of good things, but is it also symbolic? Can they see what's happening in the earth? Can they see what has happened in the earth? Can, you know, what are they seeing? Because no matter what they see, their response reminds them of the goodness, the magnificence and the holiness of God continually they are crying holy 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 and so i was thinking about this thinking about how jesus said that he wants his word and his glory to come between us and the problem and i was thinking about this in light of the living creatures and how we too no matter what we see our one focus the focus of our heart should not be internal or external it should be on Jesus. And when we really, really hold our gaze on our beloved, there is only one response that begins to literally change us, and that is holy, holy, holy. We remember his goodness. We remember that he's worthy of our trust. We remember that he is the faithful one, that really and truly there's nothing impossible. We remember um, Isaiah 55, 11, right? My word shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. When God gives us something, his word carries the power to make it happen. When God created the earth, it was his will. It was what he pleased. It was the reason, the hope, the, it was everything inside of him that said, this is what I want. I want light. I want to create in my own image. I want the oceans. I want the stars. I want the moon. And everything he said had the power to create what he wanted. It didn't return to him void. It came with the power to fulfill what he had in his heart. And right now today, when we turn our attention to his word, when we remind ourselves what he says, when we speak the truth that he's given us, it carries with it the power to make it happen. It isn't a magic formula. 
it is his will and his desire. And when we agree with it, we know that we are agreeing with the one who has the power to make it happen. So I just want to encourage your heart with some scriptures that have been encouraging my heart. Okay, so let's see. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of rattle off some scriptures and you take them to heart. Isaiah 26, three, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. For we walk by faith, not by sight. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Um, let me see what else did I want to read. Second Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's Isaiah 54, 17. <laughs> and, and this one, 1 Corinthians 2, 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The reason that you're having trouble at times really believing is because your natural man is trying to grasp something that must be discerned by the Spirit. So first you receive it and you meditate on it with the Lord. You take the scripture, you take the promise and you sit quietly with him and you receive and you soak and you ponder and you pray in tongues over it. You don't have to fight to believe with the natural man. Let it get into your spirit. Ponder, hide the word in your heart. Meditate on his word. Because when you do that, it flows into the natural man flows into him. We have the mind of Christ. And, and that's um, uh, blah, 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 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 16. I, I want even, um, let's see, uh, Psalm 62, 1. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. Luke 1, 45. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were, to which were told her from the Lord. Um, what else? Hmm. Okay, this one. Romans 8, 5, and 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life and peace, you guys. We don't live according to the flesh anymore. Take a breath. Give yourself permission to tune into the spirit, to not feel like you have to fix everything, to not feel like you have to make everything better. If God wants you to do something, it isn't in an atmosphere of striving for the answer that you're going to figure out what to do. It is when we are when we set our minds on the things of the spirit that we find life and peace and wisdom. You know, I say this often, wisdom lands on a soul that is at rest. We cry out for wisdom and then we just think it's going to you know, smack us upside the head. God doesn't work that way. When we're quiet 
and we're centered, all of a sudden, we feel the light of wisdom illuminating us. And then, um, oh, where was the other one I wanted to read to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Second Corinthians 4.18. This is the last one I'm going to read to you. Uh, actually, that's not true. I'm going to read to you one more. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I encourage you today. How do you look at the things that are not seen? Quietly in your heart, meditating on truth, reminding yourself of God, reminding yourself of his promises. It's okay. It is okay that when you're going through something that you feel emotional, that you feel sad, that you cry, that it's okay. But don't indulge yourself for so long that you can't come back to this place of trust and peace. Yeah, you can cry. Yes, you can feel sad. But let's not dwell on it. Embrace that feeling for a moment. Allow yourself to release the emotions, whatever you need to, even if it's yelling and screaming and beating your pillow. Then take a breath and find his presence again. And I want to read to you this one last thing, and we're going to close with this. And, you know, I actually, I love um, two of the, my favorite, favorite books of the Bible to read in the Passion Translation are Song of Songs and Psalms. But today I'm actually not going to read from the Passion. I'm just going to read the good old New King James. And I want to read to you from Song of Songs, chapter two. And I want to, I'm just going to read you a little chunk of scripture. So I'm going a little bit longer today. Um, so just bear with me. I think this is really going to encourage you. Okay, so this is, uh, let's see, where do I want to read from? I'm just going to start at verse eight. This is the Shulamite, the voice of my beloved. Behold, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he stands behind our wall. He is looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my fair one and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with her tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Oh, my dove, in the clefts of the rock and the secret places of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And I want to stop right there and I want to just kind of go back. God wants to give you a personal history of his faithfulness. And for many of us, we do have that. We have, we know that God's faithful. He's come through so many times, but in this situation, it feels different, right? But in every situation, he will show us his faithfulness. And sometimes 
It takes longer than others. I understand. But he, the one who created every season, you know, God ordains all of the seasons. He knows when the season is changing. And right here, he's speaking to his beloved, to the Shulamite. And she was so, so distracted right before this that she didn't even notice that the season has changed. She didn't notice. But her heart began to be encouraged when she felt that he was leaping over the mountains and the hills. When she saw that nothing was going to hold him back. And then she saw that Jesus was standing. He wasn't sitting on his throne. He was taking action. He was standing up, asking her now for her to also rise and to come away with him. For her to come away. And you know, it's easy to come away, to go away with him when we actually believe that he loves us. And so I want to encourage you today, for so many of you, you have been stuck in the season and I feel the Lord extending his hand to you and saying, rise up, come away with me, come into that secret place in the cliff, you know, the, let, he wants to hide you in the cleft of the rock in solitude and secret with him where you are looking at his beautiful face, where this choice to step away with him changes everything, where this choice to believe his word, to hide it in your heart, to meditate on it instead of all of these circumstances, you are tuning in to the secret place of his presence. And this is where faith begins to strengthen you. This is where you say, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing, 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 nothing. I'm telling you, nothing is impossible for God. There is no one like him. I don't know why some of the things that we believe for take longer to happen than others. I don't know why it seems sometimes that God doesn't answer our prayers, but God sees the bigger picture. God sees the bigger picture. We have such a limited view, but he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy of your trust, you guys. I encourage you, take that step today and shake off the heaviness and make a decision that you are going to go away with him. You are going to step out of these distractions and you are going to let his word and his love and his truth and his glory be the shield in between you and your situation. I promise you, that when you look at him and that situation is on that other side of him, you will see that situation with such 
clarity and you'll have such a different perspective. He loves us so much. And uh, I, I just, I pray that you feel my heart. I pray that this is an encouragement to you. I pray that you will refocus your heart. And, you know, that is honestly my desire for this podcast, my desire in all of the books that I have written, my desire in this new, um, my prophetic and prayer soaking sessions is to help you refocus your heart and your mind and your attention to remember the goodness of God, to remember how much he loves you. He loves you so, so much. He knows your situation. He sees what you're going through. You are not alone. And I know the enemy lies to some of you and says he's, he loves this person more than you. He, he's not going to come through in this situation. He's just not. He doesn't care about this situation as much as you do. You care about it more than he does. Stop listening to those lies, you guys. I don't have all of the answers. I'm waiting for things to happen just like you are. But we can't give up. We can't lower our gaze to our situations. We cannot. We cannot. Go through Psalms. Get get the Passion Translation and go through Psalms and encourage yourself in the Lord just like David did. Just like David did. Remind yourself of truth. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. The one who created the stars and the sun and the seas and the sky, the one who put skin on your body, the one who taught you to breathe, who is your very breath, the one who started your heart, who has made your incredible body, your brain, your blood flowing through your veins. Why do you think he can't change this? He can do everything and more than we can even imagine. Our faithful, faithful, faithful God. Yeah, so Father, I I pray a fresh release of hope and peace and joy that defies their circumstances. I pray for fresh light and life to come into them and revive them. And I pray that you would seal this word in their heart that uh, one or two scriptures that, that you put in my heart to share with them would be um, would keep coming up in their heart all throughout the day, all throughout the week, that this would be fresh manna for them today. I speak a release of fresh faith and strength into every one of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Gretchen Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me. If this podcast has been a blessing, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing. If you'd like, you can also sow into this ministry. If you dream of writing a devotional, consider my e-course, Exhale. At this time, I've written and co-authored 10 devotionals, most of them landing on Amazon's bestsellers list, and I am so excited to share what I've learned about writing devotionals with you. You can find a free lesson on my website. You can sign up for my bi-weekly encouraging emails or discover some other goodies, sew into the ministry. All of that can be done on GretchenRodriguez.com.